You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Lisa Spinelli, Director of Content Strategy at Degreed, a learning experience platform. Lisa, it's great, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Great to be here. So first, before we dive into our topic today, which is a really good one, it's how to find good writers and, and why that's so difficult sometimes. Before we do that, though, can you just tell me really quickly, what's the difference between a learning experience platform and like an LMS, you know, a learning management system? How are those things different? Yeah, sure. So a learning management system is usually administrator run. And so they've kind of structured all the learning for the learner within the platform. They run it, they own it. It's really like top down driven. And a learning experience platform has, well, at least ours does, has an open ecosystem where we have lots of partners. It's very learner driven. And so they kind of select what content they want to be viewing and um rating their skills and upskilling themselves towards where they want to be. So while the administrator can gain insights and reports, it's not really top down. It's more learner mm -hmm. forward. Okay, cool. All right. Just wanted to get some some clarity on that in case any of our listeners were, were wondering. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the challenge of finding good writers for your content marketing team. And let's start with just when we say good writing. What does that mean? What does that mean to yeah. you? Yeah, it's so subjective, right? Because one person's writing might really speak to an audience member and then not at all to another. So it is very subjective, I suppose. But when we say good writing, obviously grammatically correct would be one of the first things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, people think that they might be doing that properly, but upon further investigation, potentially not. Some mm -hmm. other elements that I think make for really good writing are a storytelling quality, something that ties and flows together so that it doesn't feel like a bunch of facts stated choppily in a row. And then, yeah, just a concise idea and flow to it, especially when we're talking about something like blogs, so that it's mm -hmm. not running on from one tangent to another. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned grammar is the first thing. And I'd, I'd add punctuation in there too, you know, mm -hmm. that it really does start with that. And I think you're 100% right. There's a lot of people who kind of think they know it and and maybe they know at least some grammar right are able to for the most part do it properly because they've just been doing it you know for years and years and years but there's a big difference between just kind of doing it and actually knowing the rules you mm -hmm. know especially for some of the trickier stuff i find anyway it's like a lot of people don't know the actual rules and like how they work Right. Yeah, for sure. I would say, you know, comma splices, people get yeah. really confused about when and where you can use a comma. And yep. and a lot of people I find, well, they make incomplete sentences or they make complete run-ons. And mm -hmm. while it may look right to them when you actually sit down and, and say it out loud, I guess, in in loud, in your own head, you know, you're yeah, yeah. you're saying it to yourself while you're reading it. It's can be either a mouthful or it can make completely no sense. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, 
the grammar and you and the punctuation 100% are the very first things. You know, what was it? There was a shirt I saw the other day that was something about like going to eat at grandma's. And if you put it, the comma in the wrong place, you're like eating grandma. Right, right. right. It's like, like eat, grammar is important. <laughs> right. Eat shoots and leaves. Like that's another one. Like ko- koala, or it was something like koala bears eat, eat shoots and leaves. But depending oh, on right. yeah. the commas, that could mean it eats like shoot bamboo shoots and the mm-hmm. leaves of the bamboo or it, it eats, then it shoots bang bang and then right. takes off like then it can stop right yeah, yeah i mean you know i i used to teach magazine writing at indiana university oh, in, cool. in the journalism school and yeah you're you're so right like we and we would spend a lot of time much to the surprise and sort of chagrin of my students although they they appreciated it later we'd spend sure. a lot of time on just how to use commas yeah you know because i think Knowing what you're doing deliberately there can really improve your writing. Just that mm-hmm. one thing. There's other things you need to know too, but God, run on sentences incomplete that drive me just crazy yeah. having to correct that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But any but and that should be table stakes, I think, for anyone who calls themselves a professional writer, but not always the yeah. case. No, because you know, it doesn't there's no, it's not an HR professional, right? Where you have a credential after your name stating that you're an excellent writer. Like you've passed some yeah. assessment and therefore you're given this go ahead to call yourself a writer from now on. Right. Anybody who is anybody who knows how to write a sentence can claim that they're a writer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know. And it's, I mean, we had the same problem when I was a journalist, too. It was like, anybody can call yourself a journalist because as long as you can write, you can call yourself a journalist. You can just slap a blog on a mm-hmm, website right. and call yourself a journalist. <laughs> so, well, well, right. well, these days when it, it doesn't have to mean and often doesn't mean to, like working for a newspaper, right? right? You can just call yourself the thing. Well, anyway, so right. I, I have found that it can be difficult to find good writers. Yes. What's been your experience with that? How how difficult have you found it to to find writers at the level that you need? Right. So being in B2B, you know, you really need or want to have somebody who has some of that subject matter expertise so that it's not sounding like a very generic type of piece of content mm-hmm. out there. So finding the right mix of someone who knows how to write, knows how to write well, and has subject matter expertise can be very, very tricky. We have, I have in the past tried agencies and, you know, they just, even if they have writers who have written about certain things like the learning space in the past, it's generally been pretty generic. And so the the work that we would get back was relatively generic Mm-hmm. And also didn't have those those elements in it where it was storytelling or it was a good flow to the piece. It was kind of just following an outline that we would provide almost word for word, the the exact outline, but then filled in with some content that mm-hmm. they would find mm-hmm. online. So I would say that that was really tough for us to go that route. If if people have more of a generic type of industry, like they're in the health industry, maybe it's a lot easier to write about those sorts of things. Getting really specific into talent development and speaking to talent development professionals and learning professionals, you kind of have to know a little bit more about what you're talking about to really speak to them. Otherwise, why would they come to your 
website. Yeah. So that has been a bit tricky for sure, trying to get that expertise balance with the writer. Right. Yeah. Balance. It's, it's hard enough just to find people who are good writers generally, right. whatever they're writing <laughs> yeah. about. And then even harder to find good writers in a particular niche or genre, right. Or, or right. like, like you said, a subject matter expert. So where have you had the best luck? I assume that you have found some good writers, at least from mm -hmm. time to time. So how do you find them? Well, I think that reading other people's blogs or LinkedIn posts have definitely been helpful. And then, of course, just having a network out there and connections and testing out some people that I think might be good writers and I know they know what they're talking about. Or they've maybe been in the field a few years and are maybe not super experts in the field, but they are good writers and I know that they are, then I can proposition them to write some stuff for us. But definitely checking out what's out there, what other websites, who they're using, LinkedIn posts, and seeing what people are posting online, if it's if it's if they have their own blog even, that's also very helpful to check out. And if they've done any workbooks, if they've done any, you know, of course, books, oh. then then they can be winners. Although I have been in publishing a little bit and I can tell you that some of the people who write the books don't necessarily write all those words that are in the book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And not all books that are published are well-written. Right. This is very true. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so when you're, so in other words, you're looking for evidence of good writing, right? You're yeah, very for... true. Yes. Good. Good. Right. Break down there. Sherry. Okay. Right. So, so of course, I mean, anyone that you're considering hiring, you're, you're going to want to see a portfolio of some kind, right? And get for some sure. samples of their writing. So, so when you're looking at a portfolio, what are you looking for? I mean, I realize you already mentioned some of this stuff when I asked you what is good writing mean. So yeah, there's probably a lot of the same things, but, but still when you're looking at, you know, someone's blog post and LinkedIn post and all that. What are you, what are signs to you that like, oh, okay, yeah, this person is good. You know, this person has some talent. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I guess it all depends on what I'm trying to get them to write. Usually it's a blog post. So if it is mm -hmm. a blog post that it can be engaging, but it's still well-researched that they're not just saying, oh, many people think this and there's no backing behind it. That is kind of a red flag because, well, how do you know many people are thinking that just because you're saying it or you actually deriving some information from somewhere? Hmm. So that's always a point. And then, yeah, just the engagement piece of it. Is it holding people's attention? Are they commenting on it if it is on LinkedIn? Is it engaging enough for me to want to read all the way through, but also providing that evidence? So so those mm -hmm. are some key factors. Okay. So when you're looking to hire a new writer and you're interviewing people, what kind of questions do you ask them? Right. How long they've been writing? What do they really like to write about? What do they feel passionate about? How long they've had area expertise? What sort of areas within talent development or training they actually dive into because there's many different areas, of course, some of which we don't really play into that space so much. And also who they've written for before, of course, how heavily edited have they been? Because, mm. you know, like you can have a portfolio and it can look really nice, but you actually barely wrote any of that because you were so heavily edited mm. that it became almost somebody else's work or it could even have been ghostwritten. So, you know, mm. some of that. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Um, I wonder how honest people are. 
when you ask really? them that. How heavily edited have you been? Are people going to be like, oh, super heavily? I mean, I barely wrote any of this. Like, <laughs> it's hard to imagine a lot of people are going to own up to that. <laughs> you know, though, I've only had one, maybe one person who really exaggerated their abilities. And then when I got their work back, I, you know, on an individual type of freelance basis and mm. then got their work back and was like, wow, mm. you really oversold and under delivered. <laughs> and usually, yeah. yeah, usually they, they're pretty clean about their abilities mm -hmm. because they don't, you know, want to get hired on and then fired off right immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can only sustain that for so long, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get found out eventually when you actually have to write something for real. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which though, and this was not on the list of questions, but I hope it's okay to deviate a little bit because this is just something that I've been thinking about for a while. You know, we're seeing more and more AI writing applications mm -hmm. and those are getting, in my opinion, getting better and better. Like just this morning, I was messing around on one called OpenAI. I think it's been in the news recently and, and I've tried a few others and my assumption going in was, there's no way that an AI could write as well as like a good writer, you know, like a human that actually is a good professional writer. It'll, it'll just sound clunky and mechanical and all that. It'll, mm -hmm. you know, it won't have that creative spark, the human creative spark. And I got to say, having messed around with some of these, I'm questioning my own assumptions because, oh. <laughs> because I was surprised by how passable really and and frankly how good some of the ai writing was did you see it right was it a full like um, article or was it just a couple paragraphs it was very some some of them were nearly article length some oh, were wow. just a few paragraphs i mean i it's my understanding how the, the diff it depends what app you're using you know some have different mm -hmm. capabilities but the one that I was checking out this morning, I, I did a bunch of tests, you know, so I think I I prompted it like, you know, write show notes for a podcast episode about and then I just made up some topic mm -hmm. and I hit, you know, start or whatever. And seconds later, it popped out some show notes and I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd probably have to tweak it a little bit for the details, but this is like perfectly good. No, wow. And it really got me thinking, like, maybe I'll start using this a little bit. I Just what are your thoughts on that? You know, because I'm wondering, are, are we entering a world or are we going to enter a world where you won't need to find good writers, human writers anymore? We'll, we'll just be using AI. Well, OK, so my take on AI is it is entering into almost every industry in some way, shape or form. Right. Is it going to take over people's roles. Well, some people's roles, yes, for sure. But as far as like, there's always going to need to be people like you entered in the information that you needed in order for yeah. it to spit it out. It didn't generate the idea, come up with like any, you know, content analysis of what you needed for that moment in time, what's happening yeah. in the market what holes you have in your content on your site or what have you, and then 
come up with the idea, generate it all. I mean, so while the writing itself on a very like basic kind of level, yeah, that might, I think, you know, maybe like some local reporting that is just generated from police reports and things mm, like that might yeah. come out. Some basic, you know, key terms that maybe businesses want to develop, like just thinking from our own generic type of ones that we've generated lately, like what's personalized learning, like we might, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Maybe an AI writing app could generate those sorts of things more easily. But when it comes to like real deep subject matter expertise, no, I don't think that it's gonna, mm -hmm. I don't think it'll replace good writers in in the b2b world in that area for a very long time to come because it's just not well i mean i don't think it's that at that level yet but i could be mm -hmm. flat wrong because i'm not in ai but yeah i don't sure. think it's gonna be a mass scale replacement anytime soon yeah no fair enough and i i think that's i'm, I'm no expert but i think that's probably right although i think I think soon enough, it might very well start to replace writers for some of the tasks you just mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, some of the more kind of straightforward things for things that might involve, let's say you're writing a blog post and you interview a subject matter expert for it mm -hmm. and then, you know, write it like a magazine article or something with direct quotes and all that. Could an AI handle that at this point? I have no idea. I'm yeah, thinking maybe not quite yet, but... Yeah. But 10 years from now, five years from now, maybe, you know, like, yeah, I, like I said, I was surprised by how good it already is. Right. You know what I yeah. Mean? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised to hear that, too, because the last time that I actually saw a AI generated writing sample, it was pretty clunky. So to hear that it's not as clunky any longer is actually pretty surprising to me, too. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of the whole thing about the better AI engines that they learn, they get better you mm -hmm. know, with time. So they're not, it's not static, right? It's, it's, Are you getting 80s action movie flashbacks right now too? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm right? They're, they're the, 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 you are terminated, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is if I was, if I was a copywriter, I might be a little wary of, mm. of all this, you know, like I think maybe an analogy is like used to be, if you go back far enough, like assembly line workers and an automotive plant would right. were by hand putting together the pieces and they were eventually replaced by robots for the most part and, and became more technicians, right? It had to be retrained so they could manage the machines that were putting the parts together right. and, and maybe programming them or something like that. Maybe that's where we're going. And I think you were kind of saying that like you still need people to program the AI and work with it, mm -hmm. but it might, what it means to be a writer might, might change pretty significantly in the coming years as AI becomes more of a useful, a useful writing tool. Maybe that's a good way to think about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just like the word processor did, you know, mm -hmm. and all the other devices that we use to generate content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Well, our conversation is sort of, I, it was totally on me. I kind of took it in this AI yeah, direction, but, but I just think it's interesting. So, okay, to kind of bring it back then, well, what's your advice then for, you know, marketing teams or marketing leaders that are struggling to find, to find good writers? What's the main takeaway? Yeah, I guess if you're really struggling to find good writers, first of all, check your network, check 
out there in LinkedIn. Although I'm not like getting paid by LinkedIn. I don't know why I keep bringing up, but they are a good <laughs> so, tool to find yeah. out, you know, for like the newsletters and posts that people are creating. It is also really helpful to see if you are in B2B, what sort of associations you have that are associated in that industry and check out who are some really good writers within that association or for that association magazine or any of those maybe local chapters that are nearby your business. I also think putting a call out there can help if you're doing it to the right places like an association. And and then just, yeah, checking your network and seeing who you're connected to, who are sort of those maybe higher ups or maybe those experts within your own company that might, if they don't, you know, if they're not obviously already doing a column or a piece for you regularly, who they might also be associated with that they can recommend as good writers. Some of those higher level like CLOs, at least in our industry, don't really have a ton of time to give up, but they might have yeah. somebody that they can recommend on their staff that's maybe a few steps lower that has a little bit more time. Yeah. No, that, that I, I like that advice. I mean, it's, I think good, finding a good writer is, is a lot, it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of personal <laughs> recommendation. Like you said, there's no like credential you can look at to be like, yep, right. this person's been certified as a good writer and I can right, trust. Jeremy, this is on us. We need to come up with the B2B writing credential. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, LinkedIn may be able to help us. They have all kinds of courses and, there and things go. like that, or I don't know. But yeah, I think that is probably the way people find the best writers. You ask around to try to find a trusted resource, indeed, which can be kind of hit or miss, but it's mm -hmm. probably the best way to do it for now. Well, Lisa, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for a really cool conversation. And thanks for taking a little side journey with me into AI land. That was interesting. Yes. And yeah, thanks overall for your time. Really, I really had a good time. Really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Thanks, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.